pandemonium reigns. What's happening, people? Welcome to this beautiful Monday morning, Monday afternoon, Monday evening, Tuesday, Wednesday, wherever you find us today. Thank you for letting us tickle your ears. It's a beautiful day for your ears to be tickled. It is. It always is, especially if it's us doing the tickling. If it's us. And it is us. Before we begin, because we got a lot of talk about here, a lot of good stuff happened on Saturday. Make sure you subscribe. Cost you nothing. We're not going to email you. Mike might send you naked pictures of his dog. He might do that, but that will be all that happens. Okay, y'all? Yeah. That will be it. And he's got a great dog. He actually has a cat. Yes, I've got two cats. That's all you need to know about them. They're terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you go and follow. We had this incredible thing happen to us on Friday where we posted our episode, and it was about four times our normal download daily download deal and i just want to say thank you to you guys you're awesome man i feel like next thing to do is we need to be running for potus presidents of the united absolutely. states absolutely absolutely we'll both pass the background check flying colors we're both natural born tennesseans <laughs> what more can you ask for <laughs> we'll start with uh, running against Warnock and, and Walker. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, stay let's, in our lane. Stay in our lane. Let's talk everything outside of Tennessee on this episode here. Just highlighting, man, what went on in Columbus, Ohio. And I saw Ooh. a t- tweet that just – it was the perfect embodiment of who Iowa is and any hope they wanted to win this Ohio State game. And it said – the best way Iowa can win is to keep their offense off the field. <laughs> score defensive touchdowns, score special teams touchdowns. Don't put your offense on the field. Mm-mm-mm. I I was bad. I do wonder how much longer Ferentz is going to be there in in Iowa. Man, if he keeps the sun at that offensive coordinator, then I mean they're three and four right now. This has been the uh, had to be the ugliest three wins that you've ever seen. Talk about that. Two safety, one field goal, seven to three win over uh, Dakota earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really all you need to know. That summarizes the season perfectly. Yep. Um, they they've got to make changes. They've got to make just top to bottom offensive changes. They need to get in the portal and find a way to do that uh, offensively because this ain't it. This is this not it. This ain't it. This ain't it at 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 all for them. The Big Ten West is down, and if there was ever an opportunity for them to kind of get hold of it, that was it. And there they sit at one, two, three, four, five, sixth in that division. Yeah. Bro, Nebraska's ahead of them. Yeah, man. I mean, good Lord. How you let Nebraska, as down as they've been, get ahead of you in in the Big Ten West? That's just rough division, man, among the worst power five division in football. Yeah. So, Iowa's bad. Ohio State's good. They're good. Ohio State is good. They they did what they what you should do to this Iowa team. Listen here, this popped off the page to me when I clicked into these team stats here. Um, the the, the time of possession f- favored Ohio State thirty minutes and forty six seconds to twenty nine minutes and fourteen seconds. So oh, wow, just over a minute and a half, roughly of 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 more holding the ball. That's <laughs> with six turnovers from Iowa, three picks, three fumbles. So. That's absolutely insane, man. They just did whatever they wanted to with them. Iowa totaled 158 total yards. I mean, that's terrible. That should be your worst passing performance of the year, not your worst total yards performance of the year. So just absolutely so bad. Um, Ohio State did what they should. They're a pretty good team, no doubt. Yeah, they 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 can compete in any conference. They're good. They just need to start competing with people. I mean – I think they would that they would run through a <clears throat> an SEC schedule. I think they're that good. Yeah, but so but that's not the problem. The problem is, is that's not what they're doing. Their right. their 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 schedule is an absolute joke. And you drew Iowa from the West. I mean, whoopee, whoopee, do they're going to travel to Penn State next week? They will play at northwestern from the you, you are you kidding you drew northwestern and iowa from the west oh and wisconsin 
My gosh. That's absolutely atrocious. All right. And Ohio State's a big favorite to reflect that against Penn State next week either. So, yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, just a candy schedule in the the conference. But the Big Ten West is not holding up their end of the bargain at at the same time. Not at all, man. Not at all. Not at all. Let's move to the ACC thriller in Death Valley North. Syracuse at Clemson. I want to say this and and then get your comments. I think Clemson is one, just one college football playoff game away from being exposed. Couldn't agree more. And the sense to me is like they're going to go in with a better defense, a a lesser offense. They're going to be like the inverted version of my example from offense to defense, but they're going to go in like an Oklahoma or mm, like like USC might do this year if they were to mm. make the playoff. I don't think they will at this point. Yeah, but they're going to go in and potentially, depending on who they face, they could get shut out. In my opinion, there's just so many offensive issues, especially especially at the quarterback position. I know that the game was turned around when Cade Klubnik entered the game, mm-hmm. but neither quarterback did anything worth writing home about. I mean. 13 of 21 with 138 and two picks for DJ. Cade Klubnick was two or four with, for 19 yards. Um, Will Shipley, Will Shipley carried that team offensively yesterday. Yeah. And and also I'll add that DJ had a fumble that went for about 106 yards to the house for, yeah. for Syracuse. But yeah, dude, they are, they're on the brink of exposal for my personal cheering stakes. I hope it happens before the playoff, as long as it's not South Carolina. Um, but you know, there's not many more opportunities for that to happen. So yeah, if they, if they make it through the schedule unscathed, get into the playoff, I think they're headed for a potential shutout. Let's, let's, let's play some scenarios out here. I'm going to list off several potential college playoff contenders. And you tell me if you like Clemson against any of these guys, right? Georgia, Tennessee. Absolutely not. Okay. So we're going to pop them off by one. Okay. Georgia. No. Uh, Alabama. No. Tennessee. No. Uh, Ohio State. Nope. TCU. Clemson would be favored, but I could totally see TCU winning that game. So, no. Agreed. Michigan? That's their best chance because of Michigan's run game being their strength. That is their best chance. But I don't think they could – I think that would be a game of like nine to six – Six to nine, or you know, six to three. Mm-hmm. I I don't love them. I mean, it's it's a it's a coin flip to me. So don't love them there. Okay, one more because they're that they should be back in conversation. Oregon, man, Oregon is clicking right now. If they carry that through, then no. I stick to it. I think they're one college football playoff game away from being exposed. It could potentially even happen in their conference title game. Absolutely, it could. I'm not even sure who they're destined to play at this point. Looks like North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, North Carolina's sitting pretty undefeated in the conference with Georgia Tech behind them. Oh, my heavens. Good Lord. What is happening? So, <clears throat> I will say this, though. I – there – that Cade kid, he's spunk. Man, he's he's spunky. He's got – He he's is. Got, he's got a fire in him. Like, he's a competitor. Yeah. I think I think I've seen enough out of him, not necessarily on the stat sheet, but enough to say, "Hey, I think he's the guy going forward." Let's let's I, let's, I let's roll with him for a little while. I agree, but even Dabo, in his weird and unknown ways, said that's not yeah. going to be the case. It said it was a relief situation, um, and and said DJ's their QB. So I think that will get them beat at some point. Yeah, that was their last great chance to lose a game until the ACC title game, but it, it's going to get them beat hopefully before the playoff, because I just don't think they're worthy of making it this year. Yeah, well, they're going to – I think we've talked about this in the past. Travel to Notre Dame, host Louisville, host a bad Miami, and play host to South Carolina. So, they should win that out. But we'll see what happens there in ACC championship game That when that comes time. <clears throat> you and I both whiffed on these 330 games. Boy, did we. Boy, did we. We picked – we picked Ole Miss for this first one, and we picked UCLA for that next one. So, but let's talk Ole Miss and LSU just for a moment because 
Ole Miss continued to run well. Zach Evans didn't play, but Judkins was 25 for 111 yards. But then after him, it was just Jackson Dart. I don't know, I don't know what's going on there. And Jackson Dart, 19 for 34, 283 yards and a pick. But dude, Jaden Daniels had a game. 21 Boy. for 28, 248, two scores, ran 23 times, 121 yards, three scores. Dude is is playing his best ball of the year right now. I mean, they 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 beat Florida in the swamp last week. That's something that teams can certainly do this year better than other years, but not a place that teams just go in and play their best game at. They played well at, at Florida last week. Talk about Jaden Daniels playing his best game in purple and gold yesterday, man. Yeah. I mean, he was just in control of that game. And they're so, so weird to me. And and I made a big deal about this. L- Ole Miss, or I'm sorry, LSU was like a one and a half, three point favorite, depending on the timing and everything. And I thought that was the most ludicrous number of this weekend. I thought that Ole Miss would go in there and just run the ball like they've like they've done all year. Mm-hmm. I thought that they could get to Jaden Daniels because everyone's gotten to him. Um, and dude, nope. they just they go from down 17-3 to winning that game 45 to 20. I'm impressed. I really am. Because things could have gotten sideways after a couple, just a couple losses in for uh, Brian Kelly. So credit to him, mad credit to Jaden Daniels. Mm-hmm. Looks like the receivers are finally coming along. Talking to you, Keyshawn Booty, uh, four for 43 with a long of 20. Not not anything crazy, but they all had pretty nice days. Jaden Daniels, man, he is he's dynamic. He was absolutely in control Saturday. Three things I want to I want to point out about this. LSU situation <clears throat> one Kayshawn Boutte going into the season has gone from a first round draft pick to coming back to LSU yeah <laughs> yeah second thing is this LSU past two weeks the victory over Florida and now victory over Ole Miss is making this Tennessee win look a lot better yes it is the third thing I want to say is going back to that Tennessee LSU game I wonder how that would have unfolded if that opening kickoff does not happen the way that it does. I wonder if we're looking not necessarily at a different outcome, but a different game, maybe a closer game. Sure. Because we went in there. Now, I don't think that Ole Miss and Florida got the same LSU that we did. I agree. And I think they've improved. Even though they still start games so slow and they start out in deficits of two touchdowns or 17 points, they they do come back strong. So, I wonder, I wonder about that as well. But but yeah, man, just an incredible performance from them for, to me um, in beating that undefeated what was undefeated Ole Miss team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Currently tied for first in the West. Wow, man, did not see that coming. And you and I both had Arkansas second in that division, and there they sit at the bottom. Mm-mm-mm. We're hey, listen, the podcast is undefeated when it comes to Vol football, but as far as Anything else goes, we just have no idea what we're doing. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have no idea. But don't hang up. Don't 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 click the stop button and go find somebody else. We we are your source. Yes. We are trust your us. Source. Just trust don't us. bet us. <laughs> <laughs> UCLA at Oregon. I I feel like the world <sighs> owes an apology to Bo Nix. Do we ever, man? Talk about playing like some of the cleanest some of the best football after that Georgia game. I mean, dude has stoned 17 touchdowns, three picks, 1,800 yards, and is looking more confident or as confident as he's ever looked doing it. He's got just 10 dudes playing well around him on offense. Same thing, same 11 guys playing strong on defense. And I owe him an apology because, I, you know, I've called him Bo Picks and mm-hmm. didn't see him going anywhere or doing anything. And – Dude has, has is having an out, outstanding finish to his career in Eugene. Good for him. Absolutely. Like you said, he was 22 for 28, puts him at six incompletions. He almost had as many touchdowns as he did incompletions. Five Jeez. scores. 96.3 QBR. The the only thing uglier than than you know Bo Nix himself. <laughs> sorry, y'all. Is <laughs> is the uniforms that they rocked on Saturday. It it looked like Oregon said, all right, it took my child who's six years old, and they said, okay, here's a blank sheet. Here's the outline of this uniform. Here's all the colors that you want. And she's like, give me the pink, give me the green. 
Let's go. <laughs> hideous. So well, bad. I know, I know that they had something going on with, uh, I think it was maybe intercept cancer or something, but still, like, go all pink or something. Don't do the combo that you go did. Go all pink, yeah. bro. You Hot pink, high water pink. What was what was that store in the mall? You know what I'm talking Hot about? Hot, look like. No, no, Hot, no uh, Spencer's. I don't know. I'm Spencer's, so lost now. Yes, it looked like something straight out of. <laughs> The the mall hot topic. Yeah, it did. What in the world? Oh man. Anyway, oh, not their best look. No, 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 no. Jersey well, was. No, no. So, with all that said, UCLA is now out of contention. You you can't be in the Pac-12 and get to the playoff with a loss. It's just yeah. So with that said, the Pac-12 is out. They are done. I agree. I agree. I don't even know. Let's see. What's the remaining? schedule here for Oregon they're going to travel to California to Colorado host Washington <laughs> host Utah so two two good teams there and then play at Oregon State so not great but your thumping that you took from Georgia in week one especially if you have an 11-1 let's say you have an 11-1 Ole Miss an 11-1 Tennessee 11-1 Alabama maybe even an 11-1 Georgia right or a 12-0 Georgia it's just not going to happen Mm-mm, not gonna happen just not gonna happen so pac 12 is gone stinks for those guys was hoping i, I really would have been pleased to see a, a ucla take on a, a michigan take on a, an ohio state take on an alabama that would have been fun i would like to see dorian thompson robinson do some work yeah, there absolutely. and he and that dude still had a game still played well he did he did have a game you know um they had a, a horrific second quarter they gave up 17 points outside of that second quarter um but just got absolutely smashed in the second quarter but i, I mean he was still he didn't have the rushing numbers that he's probably had at other points but he had 262 passing two touchdowns one pick i mean that's that's not bad at all that's not losing football from him mm-hmm. so they got smashed in the second quarter and the final re- really reflects it yeah yeah Yep. All right, let's move it on. I'm going to give you a scenario here, and I want you to tell me that the, the, the school university that I'm talking about here. All let's right, let's say you graduated high school in 2007, okay? Okay. And back in 2007, there was this really attractive girl. I mean, she's like, she is fine, okay? Okay. And she's talking back and forth with you a little bit, like, and you've thought for a while, hey, something is there. Yeah. And then you graduate, you go your separate ways, and you don't hear from her for, what is that, 16 years, 15 years, something like mm-hmm. that? And all of a sudden, she comes back into the picture. She hits you up on Facebook Messenger, and she says, hey, hey, Mikey, let's hang out, right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. She's, and she's still just as beautiful, right? Okay. And then you say, I would love to see you. I would love to hang out. Let's get together. I'll meet you at, you know, the restaurant seven o'clock on Friday and you get there, but she never shows up. Who am I talking about? I'd say you're talking about Kansas. (laughs) I'm talking about Kansas. (laughs) They were here in 2007. They disappeared. They showed back up again and they're gone again. Yeah, they are gone. They are 28 to three at the half. And that was base. I mean, they fought back. But they weren't overcoming 28 to three at half against Baylor. And yet again, yet again, I bought the underdog. I bought the Cinderella, if you will. And don't listen to me. Don't bet how I tell you to bet. Don't do it. <laughs> do the opposite. Unless it's Tennessee. I'm not betting Tennessee, though. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Well, I hate to see it, man. Yep. That's all for Kansas. Hey, another scenario. You tell me who I'm talking about here. All right. Let's say you graduate high school in 2001. <laughs> This beautiful girl. Turns out she's a big cheating girl from 2001. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Miami. You just. Oh, man. It's just, it's, it's so bad. It's just so bad. I mean, not only did you lose to Duke, you got handled. Not only did you lose to MTSU, you got handled. Cristobal is now sitting at three and four. And, and he went, he lost by three to the team that's currently leading that division in North Carolina. <laughs> Yeah. Who are you, right? What are you doing? I think – here's what I think needs to happen. They need to tear down that stadium. Just tear it down. Tear it down. 
go play at American Heritage High School on Saturdays, right? Yep. Get mm-hmm. back get back in Dade County and 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 start by selling out a stadium that holds 10,000, 20,000 people, whatever it is. Start yeah. there. Get back into the heart of Dade County. I get it. It was dangerous. I get it. The Orange Bowl was 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 dangerous itself. It was no longer a reliable stadium. You had to tear it down. But wipe this crap out because you can't you can't get people to to come to your games. And let's see if we can find this real quick. Gosh, it's still they they still had fifty seven thousand in there. So they say. You know, I'm right. thinking that's the I'm thinking that's the classic. We sold fifty seven thousand tickets somehow. Did you see it? Yeah, dude. It was empty. Yeah. It was it empty. Was, it was comparable to uh, to UCLA in South Alabama. Fifty seven thousand, my butt. Yeah, I mean, there's no way. There's no, no way. Way. You you probably had more points on the board than you did people. <laughs> Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Well, if you're Miami, I don't I don't know what to say about the game other than you know I actually went back and watched a good amount of it. Couldn't sleep last night. They're bad. Like that was bad. That was really really bad. But th- let's go back to that thing we did with Nebraska. You're the athletic director at Miami. What are you doing? Dude, I have no idea what you do. You have gotten, just like Nebraska did with Scott Frost, you got a very hot, very sought-after mm-hmm. name. You've tore it up in the transfer portal, which I'm an absolute non-believer in. That thing doesn't even exist as far as I'm concerned because there's a reason they were in the portal to begin with. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what you do. You need to do what Tennessee didn't do with Gary Patterson and hire a football coach that is so ate up with football that he can't get enough football that he just won't do. He literally won't do media and public speaking and things like that. That's what you need because this is painful. I mean, this is, this is very painful. They're three and four with a talented team. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke was getting a lot of talk. Henry Parrish has always got a lot of talk. I mean, what do you do, man? I don't know what you do. I'm, this is why I'm not an athletic director, because if this scenario happens, I'm like, burn it all down. Tyler Van Dyke, talking about him for a second, he was 11 for 16, 81 yards, one mm. score, QBR of 20.2. Mm. God, that's terrible. I, so, I don't know. I, I Five fumbles, three interceptions for Miami. Eight turnovers. I'm telling you, tear down the stadium, pay the money that it takes to – or sell it, just sell the stadium, you know, yeah. get, get rid of it. And serious, don't don't pay any kind of money towards a building or something. Go play at the high school. I know – I mean, I know that I'm talking ludicrous here, but I think you're going to have to do something drastic at this point. Absolutely. I, and I do know that it's Crystal Ball's first year. I understand that. He needs time. Yes, he needs time. You're two, isn't it? No, 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 no. It's you're not. one. You're right. You're one. Dan Lanning's in Oregon for that reason. You're right. Yep, yep. You're one. You're one. But Duke? MTSU? I mean, come on. Duke lost to Kansas. <laughs> Duke Duke lost to um, Michael's high school crush. Uh, <laughs> going back to 2007. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Mm-mm. He is no, a happy he's a happily married man, y'all. Okay? Yeah. Happily married. I know yeah. I know his wife myself. So <clears throat> anyway. Moving on. Notre Dame finds a way to get one past UNLV. Don't don't know, don't care. That's really all I have to say about that one. Yep. Texas, Oklahoma State, bro. I I could still be on track here with Oklahoma State winning that conference, but I think I think I ended up recanting and switching my pick to Texas. And just here to remind everybody, don't use us for your parlays. No, no, no. Don't use us, man. Here's my issue with Texas in this game. You and I texted about the interceptions and the play calling late for Texas offensively. Mm -hmm. But I could have performed better or at least shown more heart than the Texas tacklers on that last Oklahoma State touchdown. Mm. What was that? Yep. You're firmly in the game, and you just – you can't bring a guy down, and you've got him outnumbered like four to one. Like, what is that garbage? That's the crap – that's the crap that gets coaches fired. 
because Sarkeesian is now in a very ugly, not good spot. If you want to look at the comparisons through 20 games or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. that's the crap that gets coaches fired that demolishes morale and belief and culture, which culture, if the culture was there, you wouldn't see that. Mm -hmm. But I thought they were, listen, I think this is the closest they've gotten to being quote unquote back. This is about as close as they've gotten and they ain't there. No, 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 you're right. Now, granted, there is a lot of parody in this conference, as, as yes. we have mentioned. Yes. But at the end of the day, Oklahoma's still a dang good football team. You know, one loss to TCU, has, who has proven themselves. So Oklahoma State is still at, at, at number 11 in the country. So a, a really good football team. But the way – it's just the way that you, you handled – I don't know what that offense coordinator was, was, was thinking. I don't know what Quinn Ewers was thinking. And this is something that you and I failed to mention on the Orange Cast. They basically called play Crescent Moon. Yeah, they did. <laughs> All right, y'all. Here's the play. I throw it to the moon, and you catch it. Yeah, that's what that's what the play is. Okay. Yeah. And with the down and distance that it was, why? Like, why are you doing that? That just it make it makes no sense at all. It's it's poor management. It's one of those plays when 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 they are on the offensive headset, and Sarkeesian hears that he goes. No, no, he's got to override that. Yeah, timeout. No, don't call that. Right, you. If you do that, yours. I'm ripping your mullet out. So exactly. Anyway, just just poor poor game management, and you know what? It stinks because Sarkeesian is is a really brilliant mind. You know, JP, yeah, he is. Our buddy compared or put him and Josh Heupel in a very similar category. I I gave uh, when we were driving back from the Tennessee Alabama game. I was talking with a Bama fan about this I think Mac Jones was who he was is who he is now because of Steve Sarkeesian okay Agreed. so what's going on I mean and it's not like all is lost because they're, they're still sitting at five and three in the conference but again it really just comes down to the way that you lost that and now you're going to travel to Manhattan Kansas and play a really good Kansas State team and if we were to pick that right now which we're not, I'm probably taking Kansas State. 100% I'm taking Kansas State if we were picking that right now. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Texas remains on back. There you go. Well said. But the Theology Bowl. Did you see that one? You know, we snuck this – I snuck this game in on you. Late you did. In our weekend preview, man. And Liberty was like, thank you for mentioning us. Watch us. <laughs> 41 to 14 over the Mormons. They trailed 14 to three and they didn't give up another point. Yeah. And the rumor is they had a, they had a bobble debate after the game was over and Liberty won that too. <laughs> well, no doubt they won that. They got those <laughs> holy underwear. No doubt they won it. <laughs> Shots have been fired. <laughs> okay. All right. So have no comments on that. Cause I didn't see a lick of it. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin moves on. They get a win. Uh, happy for Jim Leonard in that scenario. Yes, same. If that, if that keeps up, he's going to have that job. Absolutely. Which would be good for him. I like that dude. He is a he is a Wisconsin guy. But you know, with what we're seeing now at Miami, what we saw at Nebraska, what we've seen at other places aside from Kirby Smart at Georgia. Might not be the thing to do. You might yeah. not want to do that. Just because they are a Michigan man doesn't mean anything. Exactly. So, good for Wisconsin, though, on that end. Hey, bro, did you see? <laughs> <laughs> Vanderbilt, Missouri. I didn't see any of that game. I, I think I might have saw one like little cut-in clip of that game. And my understanding, tell me if I'm wrong, is that Missouri was like, listen – we 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 wanted to lose to Auburn, so we did. Can y'all also beat us? Can y'all also beat us too? We'd yes. like to lose this game. Yes, they're they're Missouri's basically plan to try to get drink what's fired. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it doesn't it. And Vanderbilt's like, thanks for handing it to us, but our hands are our hands are not big enough. We can't <laughs> we we can't hold it. But maybe we can put our minds together and figure out some kind of contraption. Anyway, so uh, that was pitiful, dude. It was, it was, it was, it was like two. It was, it was like watching two high schools. God. I, I mean, I kid you not. It was like watching two 
two high schools. It was just bad. It was just bad. Did you see that Stanford topped Arizona State? I saw that there were, let's see, 29 points scored. So there was probably 27 people in attendance. Is that right? Uh, yeah, more than Miami. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I so did see that. Stanford goes on and catches another W. Good for those guys. Let's take uh, our, our time here and let's talk about Mississippi State, Alabama. Let's talk about A&M, South Carolina. Let's talk about Kansas State and TCU. But before I throw those at you very quickly, as we enter the last little segment here of our, of our, of our pod, Minnesota and Penn State. Who is Penn State? Man, I don't know. Talk about LSU making Tennessee look good. Well, Penn State's out here making Michigan look good. Yeah. So good I don't point. know who they are. I really don't. I just – I don't know who they are. Um, and we're going to learn a lot next week when they face, face a matchup with Ohio State. And I'll be rooting for them big, big time. But I just don't know who they are. I guess the thing that they are is they are a James Franklin football team where you don't often find out who they are. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Sean Clifford might be the most unpredictable quarterback I, I think I've ever seen. Spot you, on. Just, you just don't know who you're going to get. Looks like they got a good Sean Clifford that night. Anyway, Mississippi State and Alabama. Listen, this this score is not indicative uh, of the total, like the total embodiment of this game. I mean, if you go and look at the team stats, how close this this really is. I mean, total yards, 293 Mississippi State to Alabama's 290. Bama passed for 260. Mississippi State passed for 230. Bama rushed for 29. Mississippi State rushed for 62. Time of possession was nearly the same. <laughs> Mississippi State just couldn't find the end zone. Just, just They, I they mean, couldn't find the end zone, and they were like, Oh, I just shot myself in the foot. Now let me empty the clip into my foot is the way they played that game. Yeah. Play calling was rigid, and Leach is is unadaptive. We know this. I'm so thankful that that weird scenario of him coming to Tennessee didn't happen mm-hmm. because he's got a quarterback in Will Rogers who literally already holds the career record for SEC completions. He hit a 1,000 career completions against Alabama for his career. That's crazy. And – they just did so many things to help them lose that game. They were they were actually, like you said, pretty good defensively. I mean, 290, 261 passing for mm-hmm. Alabama. Bryce is going to get his. It's what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, 29 rush yards for Alabama. Dude, that's phenomenal. They, they would give them the ball inside the 15 or the 20 and hold them to a field goal, and then they would get the ball back and be like, we don't want to score. We don't we know don't how. Want it. So we don't, we just, don't want it completely shooting themselves in the foot playing just a, a terribly unclean game 100 yard 100 penalty yards on 10 penalties that targeting was stupid the first the first targeting there was two reviews for targeting just the textbook reason that the rule was put in place i thought dumb dumb hit yeah well i just, mean let me bring clarity to that for for a second even my wife was like it's helmet to helmet y'all that doesn't matter anymore that is that is helmet to helmet is a thing of the past. If if the defender leads with the crown of his helmet, it's targeting. Period. And what what baffles me is even even these commentators brought up the Tennessee Bama game. The crew that was at the Tennessee Bama game versus the crew that was at this game in Tuscaloosa yesterday yesterday night. Like they're not even they're not they're not even two pages from the same book. Exactly. They are so they were so polar opposite. But anyway, yeah. but anyway, beside the point, Mississippi State been hanging out with Mizzou, right? Yeah. hmm We don't want it. Y'all can have yeah. it. So overranked. Oh, we don't want to be ranked. Here, let's lose. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And if I if I if I had said, hey, bro, Will Rogers going into this game is going to throw the ball 60 times. Mm. What is your thought? That they lose by 50. <laughs> right? Yeah. But they didn't. They lost by 24. They lost by 24, and the, and the score they got was garbage time. Uh, they oh, absolutely. They literally scored in the la- final three seconds. It was so late, they just didn't even kick the point after. Yep. So Remarkable. 
I don't know what to say about Alabama in that regard. A lot of Alabama fans are pleased that they basically pitched a shutout after that 52 uh, points allowed, you know, uh, from us. I did listen. Stop smiling. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, whoop d. But again, the shooting in the foot analogy. Again, they 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 just kept it aimed at their foot. Like pa pow pa pow. Oh, first down. Watch this. Kachow. Yeah yeah yeah. Anyway, so I just what a letdown performance. Like that game was boring. Sure was best what a terrible product in addition to that let's talk texas a&m and south carolina because that was also another snooze fest not to south carolina fans though because they thought that or they are still under the impression that the the greatest thing has just happened i follow this this one account on tiktok called the spurs up show and he was apparently at this game. Seems like a really knowledgeable dude. If if we could ever get a hold of this guy, I would I would actually really enjoy bringing him on. But just elated, elated after this win. And if you saw the post game with with Shane Beamer, <laughs> as Mike's eyes rolls into the back of his head, says, and I just couldn't help myself because you and I were there in Knoxville last Saturday. Looks around, and says, "This is the best environment in college football." This is the best. Did you did they did they sell out that game? Because I want to oh, know. Oh man, I want to know. Did you sell it out? Did you sell it out? Okay, good for you. You did, according to the ESPN app at seventy seven thousand. Hey, good for you. But I'm here to tell you, South Carolina fans, you didn't get the same Texas A and M that Alabama got for one. Yep. And, and two, they're not good. They're not. They good. are. They are potentially no. I guess I can't make too many overreaching statements here because they're not Vanderbilt, but they are bad. They're bad. They are they are bad. They play dumb football. They they're not coaching up that talent down there. They spotted you 17 points out the gate. Yeah. And you held on to win 30 to 24 to the worst Texas AM team that I've ever seen, the worst Jimbo team that I've ever seen. And props to you. Your best win is Kentucky without Will Levis. It's not this game. It's Kentucky oh, yeah. without Will Levis. I Absolutely. Mean, but just what a just disgusting, god-awful performance. Spencer Rattler completed less than 50% of his passes, 12 for 25, 168, no touchdowns, no pick. Picks with a QBR of 55.4. Marshawn Lloyd ran the ball really well. Yeah. Um, he is a hard runner. I still, I still hate that that guy had that early ACL injury. Um, as I think you're laughing about probably some texts that we shared about Marshawn Lloyd that I just, can't quite remember. Just real quick, bro, bro, homie, he's he's doing his post game interview, <laughs> and homie looks like he is seven years old, <laughs> jacked on steroids. Like his, oh. his shoulder pads are up to his ears, and he's, <laughs> he's just he's just smiling ear to ear, and it looks like he's like, man, I'm just so excited because mommy says I get a popsicle if we win. <laughs> he does. He does look like that. He he's he's built now. Oh he's yeah, yeah, he's a 18. runner that I fear. I yeah, he, he makes me afraid a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't fear South Carolina, but he's he's probably the best offensive player that they got. Yeah. Um, if not for one of those tight ends that they have. Sure. They had they completed twelve passes against this god awful Texas A&M team. And listen, there's stuff to be said for how bad Texas A&M is. There's definitively stuff to be said about how bad Carolina's offense, how bad they're Schemes are yeah. their OCs gotta go and listen. If if Beamer fires his OC, that's his buddy, then I'll actually be impressed a little bit by the guy. But for now, he's still a clown. He still likes to say the dumbest possible things mm-hmm. every chance he gets. So you did what you should have done. Congrats. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Beamer. So <clears throat> I could I just can't get that image out of my head. <laughs> I just want, I want to make a prediction because you and I have made it so far just a living on this show of just making predictions. Evan Stewart. Is it Evan? Yeah, Evan yep. is not in College Station next year. Bold bold prediction, hot take, call it what you want. But if, if it, this comes under a condition, if Jimbo Fisher is still in College Station along with the offensive coordinator is still in College Station along with Haynes King, Evan Stewart's not there. Uh, 
Totally agree. And and I, you know, I was I was meaning to look at this when I was on my initial spiel about this game, but they they gave A Chain 27 attempts, 20, 20 carries, and and he caught seven balls. Like mm-hmm. that's all they can do, and they did it. And again, they basically spotted 17 points initially to South Carolina between the opening kickoff. Mm-hmm. I think there was a turnover mixed in. Uh, there was. They snapped it into Haynes King's shin, and it bounced over to South Carolina. Bro. Wow. Did you ever find that clip? Did you ever get to I see did. it? I did. I did. How magical. How truly magical was that? I just want to say this. Is that not the most Tennessee thing ever? <laughs> it sure is. It absolutely is. But it didn't happen to Orange or White. It happened to the Garnet Black. And yeah, it did. Ha. Ha. Suck it. I just want to, I just want the internet. We're, I'm going to challenge the internet right here. And I'm hoping that my next words finds its way to Evan Stewart. Internet, you were go do your thing, go do your job. Evan Stewart, have you paid attention to what's going on in Knoxville? That's all I got. Just have you have you seen it? Have you have you seen it? Because because even next year, there's this guy who who can literally not throw it, not only can he throw it over Neyland Stadium, <laughs> he can throw it through. Neyland Stadium. Rumor is they're trying. The U.S. Navy is trying to hire him. They're trying to replace uh, the torpedoes on the submarines with his arm. Yeah, so that's what I heard. I heard that Evan Stewart. Come you, on down, my man. You have been served. Come, Come on, on down. down. So, hey, South Carolina, they're on top of the world. I actually had a former student, in Texas, today, and saying that they were at the game last night and said. I believe her words were the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life, which is just so sad. I love this. I love this little girl. She's she's the most precious little thing you'll ever you'll ever meet. Great family, but my heavens. I'm so sad. I'm yeah. so sorry, little girl. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She's I believe she's at the engineering department at the uh University of South Carolina. So okay. Yeah, so good for her. <clears throat> TCU, Kansas State. Kansas State at TCU. Purple on purple. Wildcat on frog. Martinez, Dugan, Big 12. TCU rolls on. The horned frogs remained horned. (laughs) Undefeated horned frogs. I guess they're the only ones bringing those late 2000 vibes to the show anymore because Kansas has done backed out of that chat. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen, TCU was trailing at halftime, I believe, uh, 28 mm-hmm. to 17. And they were like, y'all ain't going to score again. All right. Mm-hmm. You're done scoring. A very, very tough performance from them. I did not see hardly any of this game. I was watching Alabama and Mississippi State in the most boring game. Mm-hmm. But I was with Alabama family, Alabama fan family, that is. So I was letting them have their moment on that day since they allowed me to have mine earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but mad props to TCU for that strong comeback, that really nice performance against a very solid K-State team. So, um, you know, hopefully they'll find a loss here to avoid any playoff confusion unneeded, but very nice performance. Yeah, absolutely. Deuce Vaughn still had a really good day. He was 12 for 83 yards, long of 47. I don't know if you if you saw this, but Martinez came out early. Uh, I don't. I didn't catch it. I don't know if it was injury. I don't know what was up there. But a, a guy by the name of, uh, I believe, Will, mm-hmm. yeah, Will Howard came in from Downington, Pennsylvania. Rose, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but I was like, oh, this dude is big. No, I didn't. Six five, two thirty five. He's a big. My dude. man. He had a decent day. Thirteen for 20, 225 yards, two scores, one pick, QBR of ninety point three. Carried the ball nine times. 31 yards and the score. So Kansas State lost by 10 without Adrian Martinez. Yeah. And I mean, he barely played in the game, two passing attempts, one rushing attempt. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's like a drive. He went out probably first or second drive. Mm-hmm. But nice performance, man. That Big 12 continuing the parody. They just are like, listen, this is how it used to be. Watch yeah. us. Like, yeah. So yeah, very, very nice, very nice game and uh, impressed with TCU in that. Big comeback. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. The day was rounded off with games Pitt at Louisville. Pitt drops another one to Louisville. 
we, we, I just don't, I, I have, maybe this is the bias, but I guess everybody else is not getting the same pit that we got. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's going on there. Pit now sits at four and three. Four and three. All right. But the day was rounded out at the end of the night with Marshawn Lynch going on, <laughs> dropping words on national television. And <laughs> dude, that dude is just a character. He sure he, is. He's man. just a character. Washington defeating defeating Cal and Lynch calling Cal fans to the carpet and telling them to get their butts to the games. I want to use that to segue into the rest of the conversation of what's going on in the rest of the country. UCLA is now out of the playoff picture. I Does USC still have a chance? Nope, they lost to Utah. See, up, so they're out. Yeah. Do we have any clear understanding of how the departure of the Trojans and the Bruins, of how that's going to affect the Pac-12? I've not seen anything new. Um, in fact, the last thing I recall was some Board of Regents, some kind of weird talk from UCLA as in, hold on, my friend, not so fast, my friend, was kind of the vibe that I gathered most recently from UCLA. And you would certainly think that they have to be a package. I mean, you don't want to see – you're not going to see an odd number of teams in the Big Ten, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what the latest is. Didn't look too promising or too easy for UCLA's path there, but I don't know the latest because I am – so disgusted by that conversation i haven't looked in a while as well well we, we so we don't know all the pieces but let's just for the sake of conversation not let's not focus on the big 10 but let's go ahead and move usc and ucla that way okay so take them out of the pack 12 conversation let's get back to what is now known the pack 10 what are you making of this conference as it stands right now remove the bruins remove the trojans talk ducks talk huskies talk Utes and whatever's left. Man, Oregon is Oregon and Utah are by far your prettiest, your most darling programs. Um, both took losses, both took a loss, at least one. Utah took a couple, I know. Um, and then you got Washington, who I I'm hopeful for. Uh, they do have a veteran quarterback in Michael Penix. Uh, you know, I hope they have a, a plan for after him because surely he's a senior by now. Um, so I, I, you know, I wonder about their longevity after Michael Penix is gone. I, for the life of me, other than the competition of the conference and maybe lack of prestige, I, I just don't know why you can't get talent and win it at the Arizona schools. Um, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand why Herm Edwards was their last head coaching choice at Arizona State because he was old when he took the job, and there certainly wasn't any talk about playoffs at that time. So I, I don't know why that was their move. Um, I don't understand why those schools can't be successful. There's a lot of talent down there. It all gets poached. I understand that there's a lot of speed down there. Mm -hmm. Should be able to hit the California, you know, the California kids to an extent. Mm -hmm. All that said, not a pretty look, not, a, not a, not a great vibe for me for that conference. Once this season gets over and there's some unknowns at Washington, you know, Kyle Whittingham's getting on up there in years and experience. How long will he remain at Utah? Mm -hmm. um, and then you would think that if Dan Lanning is good, he could be there as long as he wanted to. Yeah. But you can't have a one-team conference. It just doesn't work like that. Right. Right. No, you're right. You know, you and I have, again, made a living off of our conversations one-on-one -on -one off these hypotheticals and what would you do and stuff like that. So if – if, if the scenario or the variable is conference expansion has to happen, that mega conference has to happen, I think what I would much rather see than UCLA and UCLA, to, USC and USA to the Big Ten, Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC, I think that I would like to see Texas and Oklahoma west to the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and throw in a Oklahoma State – and let's go ahead and throw in a Kansas State. Let's go ahead and throw in probably a Nebraska, even though mm -hmm. I know they're Big Ten. Mm -hmm. And let's make a like a West. Let's call it West of the Mississippi Mega Conference. Yeah. West of the Mississippi. Okay. And then from there, 
let's take the a- ACC and let's do three super conferences and let's kind of split those guys north and south. Yeah. The northern guys go Big Ten, southern guys go SEC. I think no matter what way you split this up, divide it, your SEC is still going to be your superior conference. I don't know how – no matter what way you shake this up, slice it, dice it, doesn't matter. But and, – and the reason I say this, US, USC and UCLA to the Big Ten is just ludicrous. It is it absolutely is so dumb. ludicrous, and it's all because of dang money, right? Mess, yep. Messing this up. I'm hoping that in the end, if you want to piggyback off this, but I'm hoping that in the end that all of this are, are just moves to ultimately secede from the NCAA as a whole, and then once it's settled down, they can go, all right, let's all go back to our own places. <laughs> I, would, I would love for that to be the case, but uh, I've got too many friends that, that dabble into the TV market concerns and the money concerns from that and, and the impacts of that. The big 10 is just too excited about getting teams to Los Angeles, which is so dumb because your divisional opponents will play them annually. So they'll go, go, they'll go there every other year, but for your other teams, I mean, once every three or four years at best with expansion, it's so dumb. It carries so, so little weight to me. And, you know, I guess, I guess that I wasn't too worried about USC and UCLA, how they would handle a big 10 competition. Part of that's just because, because I don't care, mm-hmm. but Texas and Oklahoma, man, those guys are going to get slaughtered. They can't get back against these big 12 defenses. So they're going to get absolutely clamped down. I think once they get to the, to the SEC um, and then their defenses are going to get torched. But I mean, even for USC and UCLA, you know, I have concerns about them playing in cold weather for half their games and playing in snow and and traveling across the country. I don't think they'll lose at Rutgers, but they could. And, I mean, it's just so dumb and brings in so many things that lessen what's great about the sport for me. Absolutely. I heard – I heard. so we've got a couple people from the church who actually have, have exodusted out of California and have made their way to Georgia. Some Trojan fans – some Bruin fans. <clears throat> and one argument I heard recently was, and I hope he's listening, was that, well, USC traveled to Notre Dame <clears throat> every other year anyway. Bro? <laughs> one trip to South Bend every other year is not the same as going to Lincoln, Indiana, uh, Champaign, Madison, Come on, dude. You, you, you have now canceled trips to Berkeley, California, to Tempe, Arizona, to Boulder, Colorado, and you've traded that for essentially Piscataway, New Jersey. Mm, That's a joke. It's an absolute joke. So, you know what? I mean, West Virginia has been doing this Big 12 thing for, you know, a while now yeah. where they'll travel to Austin, they'll travel to Norman. That's a long journey. Okay. Yes, it is. But Los Angeles, Los Angeles on the border, on the southwest border of our country, to every other week to Lincoln and Madison, come on now, not the same. <laughs> They won't travel 10,000 people ever, ever. They'll never do it. Oh, gosh. No, no. Oh, yeah. And how do you feel if you are a Trojan fan or, or a Bruin fan? Man, that stinks. Betrayed. But they just – I think they just care as little as this means to us and as bad as we hate it. I think that's where they're at on attending games because they can't go to home games as it is. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's keep this uh, in the – yeah, it sucks. Let's keep this in the national spotlight. I asked you this on the last episode. Does your top four change at all? I believe I had Clemson in my top four when we talked on Thursday evening. You and I both did, yep. And that was – boy, they really made me consider that. What sucks is their schedule is not challenging enough for them to lose a non-ACC title game to me. I don't think South Carolina can keep it close with them. Don't like any of the other matchups that they have for the opponents. Um, and, I, heck, I don't even like UNC if they play them in the ACC title game. So, 
everything else is on the table for me, but I think they're going to be exposed when they get there, like we talked about earlier. So your top four remains. Yep. Do you remember who it was? I believe I had Clemson, Michigan, and then I believe I had Tennessee and Georgia. Clemson, Michigan, Tennessee, Georgia. That's I think that sounds about right. I think that sounds about right. <clears throat> uh, no changes to my top four. I believe mine was similar. Clemson, Georgia, Bama, Ohio State is what I went with. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not quite sure. There's there's still just a lot of uncertainty even sitting here at, at week eight you know that um that week 14 big game ohio state michigan the committee is just got to be begging for that to be lopsided right yeah the, yeah. Com- the committee has got to just be begging for atlanta to be lopsided right yep. they have they have got to be begging for whoever wins in athens in two weeks to just to kind of run through it, right? Yep. Because TCU is is seriously in this conversation, and Michigan is serious in this conversation. Ohio State serious in this conversation. Georgia, Bama, Tennessee, Clemson is seriously in the conversation. Yep. Our role, as it may seem, they mm-hmm. they they are. So, does your Heisman stance change at all? Heisman Hooker, nothing changes. Heisman Hooker. Best quarterback in the country right now, Hennon Hooker? Well, I didn't watch C.J. Stroud this weekend because I knew that would be a terrible game with Iowa, and it, I think, coincided with the time of the Tennessee game. But, yeah, I'm still going to stick by it for right now. You know, if you want to talk about all the tools, maybe not. But talk about the Heisman Trophy Award, yes. I'm just telling y'all, wherever this man goes, as far as the NFL, Wherever Hendon ends up, ends up, it's going to be hard for me not to be a fan of that team. Um, Forget about the Titans. I forgot about the the Falcons six years ago when they broke my heart in the Super Bowl. Forget about them all. I could. We need to do a whole episode, you know, just dedicated to great fits for Hendon Hooker, great fits for you know, even 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 the rest of the, those prospects who will be in the draft to see just Stroud and. And the Sam Hartman and, and and names like that. That'd that'd be a lot of fun. We'll it put will. that we'll put that on deck for you guys. I will say this, and I'll end the show by saying this. If Hendon Hooker gets drafted by the Colts, it's probably just a done deal. I'm probably just a Colts fan. I mean probably. Just a done because because you're talking about Peyton and now Hendon, bro. I mean. And that right there is a test, Michael. It is a test to see if my nephew listens to the show. We wait, we see. <laughs> Jared, you have been, what's the word, poked? <laughs> like on Facebook? Yes. We, we have, we, you are poked. Hey guys, thanks for spending your time with us. This has been a, a bit of a longer one, but a lot of stuff went on this past Saturday. Fun stuff to talk about. The season is, is bringing in a little more clarity to itself excited to see the college football rankings coming up whenever that should be i thought that was going to be today but uh no i think we've got one more week uh I, maybe one more week maybe okay two no it's a midweek event so it'll be after next week's games okay i thought it came after week eight which was yesterday i think i saw november 1st as the day for it to be out so that's okay. what was really confusing me because i was like that's not a saturday or a sunday okay but yeah Again, we are not your most reliable source for information, <laughs> but we are here to give our opinion on it. That's for sure. Thanks again for spending your time with us. Make sure you go subscribe. Again, you'll not get emails. It will not bother you. It just helps us out so, 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 so much. And Michael has made a deal that if we hit 100 subscribers on YouTube and if we double, like um, I think I think he said, if we up 200% in total downloads, on these episodes, he will start an OnlyFans account. <laughs> Listen, I almost made a bet. Like, I don't know. There's nobody to bet. I almost just said, like, I was going to do something ridiculous if we beat Alabama. So I think it's time to make that official. And I'll say this, not going to say it for the Georgia game, because as unlikely as it may be, Tennessee has had no limitations this year. They've won despite the defense. They've won despite everything. If Tennessee wins 
the natty. I will either get a tat, another tattoo, or I will shave off the most ridiculous lamb chops that the internet's ever seen, and I'll just roll with them. Anytime we record, that's what you'll have. And then you'll put it on OnlyFans? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are the prereqs. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm very curious to know what the potential tattoo could be, but I am totally here for it. Totally here for it. I want that to be – I want it to be a nice combination of Philip Fulmer and a pumpkin. <laughs> well, I've had the pumpkins here for about a month, so they're going to have to go here soon. No. I want it on your body. <laughs> you got it. On your hands. Pandemonium rain. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Pandemonium rain. Thank you for letting us tickle your ears. Make sure you subscribe, follow, tell your friends about us. We're good people. We really are. Have a great day. Have a great night wherever you are. God bless. Pandemonium reigns.